0: Welcome back to the Just for Your Bad Self podcast, where you are enough, just the way you are. I'm your host, Kimber Dutton, a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist who is on a mission to normalize the human experience in all of its messy imperfection. Join me as I explore what it means to feel worthy of love, to live wholeheartedly, and to lead an authentic life. Today, I'm going to share with you a discussion I had with my good friend, Justin Knuckles. He he works for DCFS. He is the kind of man that is really passionate about being a husband, about being a father. I recorded this interview back in December of 2021 and since then he has kind of gone viral on TikTok almost accidentally i think simply because he's just the kind of man that we need in this world and people have glommed onto that and he has quite the TikTok following now since since i did this discussion with him if you want to go find him there but um today we're going to talk about what it means to be a man What is toxic masculinity? How does the patriarchy hurt men? And what do we need from men in this this day and age? It's a fascinating discussion. There's really good stuff here. So without further ado, um, we're going to jump right into this immediate
1: conversation.
0: Tell me about your podcast that you started.
1: Okay. So it's called The Strong Man Podcast, It's a podcast that is all about men and masculinity and what does that look like? What can it look like? What should it look like for kind of the moment that we find ourselves in right now? I
0: bring that up because this is what I wanted to talk to you about today. Because when I started this podcast, I had some nebulous ideas of what I wanted this to be about. And as I continue going through it, I kind of just choose the people that I I want to hear their stories, I want to hear their ideas. Just the people that I feel drawn to are the people that I've mm-hmm. invited to be on this podcast. And that's kind of that's kind of the thread that weaves it all together is is kind of my journey and the things I'm figuring out and and want to learn about in in my own journey of yeah, feeling like enough and navigating society. And as I've interviewed these different people, it's come to my attention that this is kind of a podcast that is what's what is a good way to put this kind of fighting against the patriarchy which i view as not as straight white men <laughs> necessarily right mm-hmm. but as but as a system that tells people you have to fit in a certain gender box right and this is the way you fit in that box and i would argue that the patriarchal system is as much harmful to men as it is to women and queer people. And because I know you and what you stand for, and that you're this awesome, creative, sensitive family man who happens to have a podcast called The Strong Man that's about this, I thought that's the first guy I need to talk to. Because I I think, like, like I said, the patriarchy is is hurting men as much as it's hurting women. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So what are your thoughts on that? Would you agree?
1: No, I would absolutely, I would absolutely, absolutely agree, you know, and it's kind of funny that you should bring this up because this is, again, this is something that I, I mean, obviously, if I started a podcast about it, it's because I feel strongly about it. And it's, it's something that kind of weighs on my mind, but especially in the last few months, it just seems like everything personally, professionally, creatively, all of these facets of my life have kind of just coalesce around this 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 idea of manhood and men it just keeps coming up again and again and again and again and I think part of it has stems from the fact that I have now four uh, young daughters so mm-hmm. looking ahead kind of you know future traveling in my head you know what what type of of man you know uh, I mean assuming at this point assuming at this point that they that they are, you know, end up being heterosexual. If they, if that's the case, if that ends up being the case, like who who is out there, you know, who, what, what what's available, who's available, and what you know, what kind of quality of of man is going to be available for my daughters, if and when they reach that you know that that point in their lives, that there are men out there who just. Oh, the relationships that they form are just so unhealthy, and I, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it on the news. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen it in friends, so my you know circle of friends and, and acquaintances. I've just seen it so many times that it, it's it's worrisome and it's concerning. again, especially as a, a father looking forward with with four girls. I mean, again, who are who are they going to end up with? And so, for me, I agree. I agree with your initial statement about you know, just this, this idea of the patriarchy, however, you know, however you define that, what it boils down to for me is the way of being that men have had for the last several years. I would argue that it's not working. And and again, I mean, you know, there are a lot of different lenses that we could look at, look through and examining that to me. I mean, one lens that we could look is just, you know, what, what is it? What does it mean to be masculine? What does it mean to be feminine? And, uh, you know, I was kind of in anticipation of our kind of talking, uh, talking this morning about it. I just kind of wanted to collect some of my thoughts. And, you know, there are, there are some of these traits that are kind of stereotypically or categorically masculine things like strength and courage, independence, leadership, assertiveness. And then there are those that are kind of more regarded more as feminine, and uh, some of those would be, you know, things like gentleness, empathy, humility, gracefulness, sensitivity, and you know to kind of go along with with this discussion. There's there's been this this idea and this this term floated around again in recent years, and in, I would say the, the past decade or so that it's definitely become. More commonly used and uh, more familiar to more people is this, this idea and this concept of toxic masculinity. And to me, to me, what that means, it's, it's not, it's not where those two words are inescapably connected and, and, and one, necess- you know, the, the first masculinity itself is not ne- necessarily toxic. It's the application of ma- those masculine qualities to an unhealthy degree. Or I would even say the kind of elimination or avoidance of feminine qualities to kind of their exclusion that it becomes toxic masculinity. When I, You know, I, I think that if we're looking at society as a whole, we want members of our society who exhibit a balance of those two types of traits of both masculinity and femininity. Because we don't want we don't want individuals who are only strong and only courageous at at the cost of being you know humble of being empathetic. It's not it's not a it's not a binary. It's not a binary in that sense. I mean that that term is also you know again lots of lots of different applications, but it, it is specifically in this context. <clears throat> it's not an either or equation. It's it's each one of these is kind of, you know, for me at least, in my in my in my perspective, in my perspective, each of those qualities is available kind of on a continuum. And if we if we dial if if as men again, you know, you kind of ask my perspective, as a as a man, if we as men choose to dial the feminine qualities down to zero and dial the masculine qualities up to ten. I I think there's a lot that we're, we're losing a lot that we're losing out on. And that's as a society, but also as individuals.
0: Yes. And, and you'll hear me say this over and over again. I feel like in, in several of my podcast episodes that I think this is why this, this time period where the queer community has really stepped up and stood up for themselves has been so fascinating to watch and I really feel like, um, and you, you are, I know you listen to the Man Enough podcast, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you listened to that episode with loke? Yes. Okay. So this is the podcast episode I'm referring to. I believe someone in there says, or it might be Aloke that said queer, queer people and um, non-binary people and trans people are all on the front lines fighting for everybody's individuality. And they're the ones really showing us, like you said, it's not a binary it's 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 a spectrum, it's a scale they're just because we associate certain things as masculine qualities or feminine qualities doesn't mean that to be a woman, you can only have these feminine qualities and you have to have all of them, and to be a man, you can only have these masculine qualities and you have to have all of them that you can identify you know whatever way you identify, but that both the masculine and feminine are important at the individual level,
1: right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that <laughs> that episode and, and really that, that whole podcast, I'm glad that you brought that up because that that that's that's kind of one reason that, that my podcast is kind of on hold at the moment because I found that podcast as I was doing research and kind of studying learning for my own and and I've just I've just done such a deep dive and I'm just learning so much just listening to this other one that that I I just haven't I, I haven't had time to do my own and, and really at this point I'm 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 trying to re kind of I'm I'm almost at a point where I'm I'm reassessing whether I need to do it over again or if I just need to start pointing people in the direction of this other one because <laughs> it is just so good. And you know the uh, the the episode that you that you brought up. Oh, it is. It really is so important because you know as as I think back to my own experience, my my own growing up years. I when I was a, when I was a, when I was a boy, a young boy. I mean, I'm, I'm talking when I was, I mean, we're talking like seven when I was, when I turned seven for my seventh birthday, my oldest sister for my birthday, she gave me a doll. It wasn't an action figure. It wasn't a a GI Joe. It was a doll. It was a, it was a girl doll long hair she came with this little this little uh like whisk wicker wicker suitcase full of clothes and and uh, you know accessories and things and i loved that thing i was seven years old and i loved that doll i carried her all over the place i would dress her and stuff and, you know, it was, it would, there was never any question in my mind because, you know, when my sister, when we would talk about it and she would ask and see, you know, observe how, how I was playing with it and how I was enjoying it. Her, the, the, the frame of reference that she gave me and that I always, you know, just kind of grew up having around that experience was, oh, you're practicing being a dad. You're going to be a great dad. And I was just like, yeah. I am going to be a great dad because I I love taking care. And, you know, even even after that, I mean, when I was older, uh, I'm thinking back to when I was probably. Well, I just just kind of throughout throughout, I mean, my entire life really is what it boils down to. I have always been drawn to young children as far as like caring for them, providing care for them. I can remember as a as a young I wasn't even in Boy Scouts. It was, it was a, as a Cub Scout. I can remember going to my, you know, the, the the den mother's house, and the rest of the boys would be crowded around the table doing whatever activity we were, we were doing for that day, and I would be kind of on the on the periphery. I would be on the outskirts, but I would be holding, you know, the den mother's youngest son, you know, her 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 infant or her toddler. I would just have him on my hip because I just loved taking care of. I just love. I, I I always have. Always, that's just it's always interesting. been something. I've been drawn to.
0: As you were talking, I, I almost said like that's that paternal instinct kicking in, and then my brain went, "We don't talk about paternal instinct.
1: No, no one talks it's, about it's that." It's always with an M. It's it's like oh no no you're mispronouncing it. I think you I think you're talking about the maternal instinct, and I I I agree. I agree. We don't we don't talk about the the paternal instinct, but boy if if we did
0: yeah that's such <laughs> a different change? experience that you've had than most i don't know that i've ever heard anything like that before which is super sad
1: <laughs> it is so it it really is
0: how uh, there's so many big picture questions i want to ask you i've got to decide what comes first <laughs> i guess what i don't think we've really pointed out clearly we've kind of been skirting around it what are the what are the issues? What are the problems here that need to be solved? What are they?
1: Well, it's I, a super I don't know. Big
0: if, picture question, Oh, so, It is a big picture luck. question. But
1: aren't those the aren't those the the questions that are m- most worth discussing? I I I love. I live. I live for these big picture questions. <laughs> oh, it's such it's such a good question, and there are so many different directions that boy that we could take it. To me. Again, I think, and, and for and right now, right now, there's 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 this conversation happening, and you know, in the in that other podcast, in the Man Enough podcast, I just listened to to an episode. I can't remember the exact um, the exact one, but they referenced this 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 idea of when men, or even boys, they were specifically talking about kind of their own experience as as boys, as young men. That when boys or men exhibit some of these, you know, what you and I just termed paternal instincts, or, or you know, the more caregiving, the more sensitive side of the human experience, when they exhibit these things, what are they labeled? What are what are the labels that are applied to them? They're either sissy. called, <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're a sissy, or you're such a girl, or you're gay. Oh, you're automatically you're you're, you're gay, but. Attached to that, like, that's, especially today, like, it's kind of become, you know, well, okay, okay, like, you're calling me a girl, you're calling me, but then there's this also, like, and therefore, bad. Right. And therefore, wrong, and negative, and less than, which is not okay. For multiple
0: reasons, right? For multiple reasons, on multiple Simultaneously putting down women and saying women are inferior. Therefore, if you act like a woman, you are inferior. That's that patriarch patriarchal system kicking in right there.
1: No, I I completely agree. It's so very true. So that, that in itself, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I, I find myself again, just through kind of having family members and everything. I, I, in the last several years, I've, I've kind of found myself in this, in this role where I, I do kind of find myself acting and standing up uh, as an, as an ally to, uh, the LGBTQ plus community, because again, like you can't, you can't disparage these qualities. You can't disparage these attributes and characteristic of, uh, characteristics of individuals without, you know, I mean, disparaging the, the whole group, if that makes sense. And, and that's not fair. Like I, again, I have, I have family members who have come out as gay, who have come out as lesbian and they're wonderful people. I love my family. And so again, like I, I find, and again, and and then again, tying it back into my experience, like, okay, I'm pretty sure that, you know, at at the time it never even crossed my mind and it never really came up. I don't know if, whether that's a fluke or, or what I never, I never got any of that. I never got any of that whole, you know, Oh, you're, you're, you're gay. You're so gay for doing that. I don't know what it was. Like I, I never was on the receiving end of any of that You know, societal vitriol through whatever happened since I don't know if it was just the time or the place or the I don't know what combination, but I I was never on the receiving end of any of, of that kind of negativity. But I, I, I certainly saw it. I certainly saw it in, you know, in in high school, in middle school, and everything. I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, they brought up on that the Man Enough podcast, you know, the the old thing where oh, look at your fingernails, and depending on how you looked at it, whether your fingers were bent down towards you or whether you held your hand out like this, oh, you're gay. You're so gay. Mm. It's just like what? What are we? What are we even? Why? <laughs> why? this is nonsense this is absolutely just nonsensical
0: but why do we why do we cling so hard to it like and when I say we I mostly mean men <laughs>
1: no it's <laughs> because... so true.
0: I think most women would be so happy for, and and there's probably mixed views on that, because I have talked to people who are like, no, I don't want my husband to show vulnerability, then I feel like he can't protect me. So I'm sure that that might be part of the answer, right? Is Mm -hmm. that you feel like to attract the people you want to attract, you have to act a certain way. you, yeah give me more ideas like wh- why why do we cling so hard to this putting other people down and disassociating ourselves from them because we don't want to be like you said to, uh, men when i say we again i, I really mean not me <laughs> i really mean mostly right. men right. <laughs> we don't want to be considered girly or sissy or weak um how we cling to that and wow. why and then how do we how do we change it that's the next big picture question.
1: Well, I think what it comes down to is that we're right now we're at a we're at a moment we're in a moment in history where our role, like just the the role that we need play, and again when I say we, I'm, I'm, I, I am also referring at this moment to <laughs> men, to men right now. We're we're in a moment in history where the role that we need to play is. It's it's more different qualitatively. It is more different than the historical role we've taken on than I think it's ever been before. And again, I'm like I'm I'm not a, a world class researcher, but just just I mean just painting broad strokes. I mean you know so often so often you hear and you know I've I over the years I've 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 kind of joined well not I I say joined. I've, I've added myself to Facebook groups, just, just kind of looking because as, as a man, like we, 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 well, as a human, as a human, we crave connection. (laughs) And so as a human man, I've, I've been looking, you know, kind of looking for that in, in a couple of different places over the, the last several years and over and over and over again, I encounter in some of these different men's groups and men's movements variations of these three words and there's basically uh preside provide protect kind of over and over and again variations of those terms that that's that's kind of the focus and let me just say up front that i don't disagree i don't disagree that those that those roles are are important for men to play i don't think they're the only ones that can play it growing up in a single uh single mother household uh where my parents divorced my mom had to take on some of those roles she had to adapt otherwise you know the family would just would it would have would have imploded even more than we did kind of thing you know so but again as a as a man myself this is this is this is justin's opinion those three terms are important but i think what they look like now is different than they used to you know so often and in so many of these groups the tendency often is it's it's focused on the outside and 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 when i say that i mean outside threats again because historically that was the role that men played i mean you go back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years and that was the critical role that men played it was securing securing food providing protecting literally protecting from danger whether that was wild animals whether that was the weather whether that was starvation whether that was other you know marauding bands of you know rival rival competitors in the in the region that's what it looked like and that was the role was physical safety well we live in a time where physical safety <sighs> boy there's a there's a lot we could unpack there in a whole episode <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. In terms of physical safety, in in a large sense, in large sense, we we are we're more safe than we've ever been. I mean, I know I know that the, that the world is in turmoil and that there's there's that not as all rainbows and butterflies. I, I I'm I'm well aware. I'm well aware. You know, many statistics and I'm I'm well aware that there are bad people out there. But in terms of you know, again, statistics like the world is safer now than it, than it ever has been before. I mean, how many, how long has it been since we had a real, I mean, a a world war. I mean, yes, there have been, you know, conflicts and skirmishes abroad, but in large part, like it's been, it's been isolated, you know, kind of, You know, specific parties, specific groups and organizations, as opposed to, you know, straight up nation state against nation state and others coming in and getting involved, you know, on on large scales. Again, there have been conflicts. I'm not denying that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a complete ostrich in that sense, but it's changed again. We don't, that's just, that's just not as prevalent as it once was. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that it's not as prevalent as it used to be. And so I think with, with part of that and a a couple other, other things, I think as men, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of a better word than confused because confused, confused is not, it doesn't quite capture, but we're, we're searching, right? we're searching for what role, what role do I play now? If not this, then, then what? Um, and so, I mean, you see a lot, you see so many men tying their, their worth to again, physical protection. And this why, this is why in so many of these groups it all comes down to, Oh, well, like, are you, are you carrying, are you concealed carrying? Are you protecting your family? You know, are you ready to step in when the, like, and I'm not saying that, that that's a, a bad Desire. I'm not saying that that the desire to protect your family, you know, keep them from physical harm. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, that there are there are other things that happen way more often than like being assaulted on the streets. Or again, not saying it doesn't happen. Just, but if you were to really talk about this, this societal issues that are facing, like again, speaking as men that are facing our families, things like teen suicide, things like fatherlessness. Mm-hmm these, these are what we need. And again, we, man, like these are things that we need to do something about. We are the only ones who can do something about fatherlessness. We are the, we are, there's more that we can do in terms of divorce rates and i know you know lately in the last uh, in the last decade or so i know the divorce rates have been dropping but i think that that's in large part tied to the fact that marriage rates have also been dropping and so you know less people to get divorces if less people are getting married in the first place and so i i i think that we can be doing more we're just again we're searching we're searching for what what does that look like
0: yeah i think you you hit the nail on the head with that word because it's like it's like men are going through like a global identity crisis, right? Yeah. Used to have these, these boxes that were so easy to check off. Like I protect my family. I preside over my family. What was the third one? You said protect, preside, provide, yeah. right? Yeah. And I provide so for you, my family. And and now we're living in this day and age where we've got the queer community stepping up. We've got women stepping up and saying, we're capable humans too we can protect we can provide we can preside mm-hmm. and then it's left the men feeling like well then what value do i have yeah if you do can I do all in? these yeah where do i fit in how do i how do i provide value and and i think at the at the core of us that's what we all want right we want we want to feel loved we want to feel worthy and we do that by by what we give to others and now we've left Men in this this tricky position of, I mean, how do I say this? <laughs> on, on the one hand, I just told you that this podcast is kind of anti-patriarchy, right? But that's that's different than being anti-men. And I think I that's agree. a very important distinction to point out. And I think that a lot of men, I don't think, I feel like I know, a lot of men feel like society and the world is telling them, you're a man especially <laughs> your demographic justin you are a straight white man therefore you are bad and i think it's really easy to see why that message is being received by people but what is the message that men should be getting from everything that's going on how do, how can we reframe that so that men don't don't go through this identity crisis being told you're a man so you're bad what what's the reframe there how how can you come out of that
1: well, you know it's it's kind of interesting because you you saying I ha, I'm having a couple of couple of different thoughts, and I, I I'm hoping I can capture at least one of them somewhat somewhat well. But with what you said about this this bad, well, again talking about you know going back to our our earlier our earlier conversation about creating dichotomies and 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 binaries, well, the opposite of bad, well. You know, the the reflex, the reflex, the automatic reaction there, the the gut reaction there is to say, but I'm not bad. I'm good. I'm a good guy. I'm a good man.
0: Not all men. (laughs) Right.
1: Right? Right. Right. But even this, you know, and this is this is one thing that I have come to really appreciate is that is equally dangerous. In turn, I, I think, I think that both of the, I think that that whole dichotomy that both ends of that continuum are dangerous and toxic for everyone involved. Because when we, you know, if we were, let's say, let's say that I, as a man internalize that again, what I, what I perceive as society is telling me is that you are bad, that as a, you know, again, as you mentioned, as a, as a white heterosexual male, you are bad. If I internalize that, Again, like that—that that helps. That serves absolutely no one. Absolutely no one. On the other side of that, if again, if I create in my mind a, a, a binary between those two, if I say, "Well, no, I'm not bad. I'm good." Well, then by by telling myself, "No, I'm a good guy," I almost—I hesitate to say this—but by telling myself. I'm a, I'm a good guy, I almost kind of excuse myself from accountability for anything that I may be doing, whether intentional or otherwise, that may be having kind of some of these deleterious effects, some of these negative impacts on the world, on the relationships, on the individuals mm-hmm. that are around me. Um, and,
0: and, you, and you diminish the systemic problems that really do exist by excusing yourself from them. Right? Right. Like, it's it's really what's happening is people are saying there's a problem with this system that needs to be fixed. And like you said, there's still this, there's this, this feeling, like you said, of, I'm not a bad, I know I'm not a bad person. So therefore, I must not be part of the problem at all. Like this, this binary way of thinking isn't helpful, whether you think I am a bad person, or whether you think, no, I'm a good person. So therefore, I don't have to worry about this, and just keep excusing it. There needs to be some middle ground where you cannot associate things with your individual self worth, but instead look at it at a systemic level, which is not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Right.
1: No, it definitely isn't. And you know, it, it in terms of like a new a new way of looking at it is uh, there's, a, there's a quote that I'm going to paraphrase probably badly that I believe is attributed to Maya Angelou, but it, it, it basically says something along the lines of, I do my best until I know better, and then I do better. And to me, that just, that, that captures so well everything that we need, you know, again, we, we, as, as, as men, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, to, to my brethren, I'm speaking to my brethren. This is what we need to do is we need to kind of put down again, put down this, this weaponized binary way of thinking of, no, I'm not a bad guy. I'm a good guy. And therefore everything I do is above reproach and say, I am doing my best. But if, and when I find out that something that I'm doing is hurtful is, is, you know, kind of, Again, dismissive or belittling of someone else, be it, you know, whole, whole groups and demographics of people, of individuals in our lives or, and, and, or both the minute that I become aware of that. And this is, this is in terms of, in terms of what do we do about it? I think this is the important thing is that we stay in the room. Hmm. I think right now, you know, you, you, you asked me something in, in preparing for this, this podcast, sitting down together you ask me something that this this is what i thought about was as as a again speaking of myself personally as a white heterosexual male in this time that is the most important thing that i can do is i can stay in the room whether we're talking about race whether we're talking about sexual orientation whether we're talking about gender whether we're talking about gender norms whatever it is I need to stay in the room and I need to realize that there will probably be some anger, that there will probably be some discomfort, that there will probably be some unpleasant expressions. And the best thing that I can do is I can sit in the room and I can listen and I can do what I can in my sphere of influence, in my circle, in my life to, to do better because it's going to happen
0: that's so beautiful and and as you were talking that list of masculine qualities that you listed earlier came to my mind like what better way to have courage and be strong and provide and protect these people you love than by staying in the room that takes mm-hmm. crazy courage <laughs> and strength to be able to do that what a cool what a cool flip i love that idea of staying in
1: the room because again it's it's not, it's not it's not about again toxic masculinity those mm-hmm. the, the the traits themselves the traits themselves are not the to- it's the application it's the application and the exclusion of all else that makes them toxic it's not the characteristics it's not the attributes we just need to apply them differently and like mm-hmm. you said this is a great way to do that
0: i feel like this is a perfect perfect place to kind of close this up so, takeaways to, to the listeners, they can be directly to the men. If you've got anything for the other listeners, what do you have for us?
1: Oh, I think if I were to say one thing that could apply for, again, for men themselves, but also for the, the, the women and, and others who are listening, it would be expect more expect more if you're a man expect more of yourself look for ways that you can do that you can be more that you can do and be better if you're a woman if you're in a woman with a relationship with a man hold his feet to the fire (laughs) (laughs) don't (laughs) don't let him slide by saying you do the laundry so much better than I do. I could never fold them the way that you do. You cook so much better. I burn water. Learn. We can learn. Mm. So expect better.
0: I'm going to have to think on that one. I I don't know if I'll keep this part in the podcast or not, but I have to tell this story <laughs> to you. That But they're mutual friends. You know, Zach and Shella. We have mutual friends, and I was with, I was with my grandma at a show, and we ran into these friends, and I was talking to Shella, my my friend who's a woman, <laughs> and and my grandma said to her, "Hey, I was at this performance you did the other day, and I was just so impressed that your husband is such a good babysitter." <laughs> and I looked at my grandma and I said, "Men aren't babysitters." They're dads. We're parents. Yeah. And my grandma's like, oh that's right. Like, oh that's right. Men are parents now. (laughs) They used to be.
1: Such a cute application of that word, right? Oh honey.
0: Oh that's funny.
1: Oh Oh, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. In fact, the same thing happened to me on Sunday. I was I was teaching I was teaching a Sunday school class and I walked in holding our youngest and one of the young men said, oh, you're going to teach and babysit, huh? And I just looked at him and I said, I'm not babysitting, I'm parenting. Yeah. And he, and he just, he just, oh, oh, I, I, I feel you, I feel you. And
0: and I think, I'm just not ready to stop talking yet, I guess. I think that's the other piece of this puzzle, right? Is we have to teach, as we learn to do better, as we learn these new ways of thinking and helping the communities around us we need to teach the younger generation the same thing right we need to just like you said about this expect more idea we need to teach our daughters to expect more of the men they date than we did and we need to teach our sons to expect more of themselves which I, I will admit, part of me when you said "expect more," part of me went, "No, that can't be the takeaway." Because this podcast is called "Just Be Your Bad Self," right? <laughs> it's I about see. our inherent yep. worth. Yep. It's about, but it's also a personal growth podcast too. And and this, okay, here is the tie-in right here: you you are worthy. You are a human worthy of love, right? Whoever you are, yes. Whether you are, even if you are a straight white male. <laughs> You are a human worthy of love just by being you. That doesn't make you perfect, and it doesn't mean there's not room to grow. And we, But we can grow from this place of worthiness, right? We can expect more from ourselves from a place of worthiness. You don't need to expect more from yourself because you're not worthy of love or because you need to prove anything to anybody you expect more for yourself out of love for yourself and out of love for the people around you
1: would you agree mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely no I, I i i think in terms of yeah in terms of 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 worth and and ability like as men we we shortchange ourselves we shortchange ourselves and, and part of, you know, what we discussed again, this, this searching, this, you know, women stepping up and providing more and, and being, being as capable and closing the wage gap. Like these are all, these are, these are all like, there's nothing, there's nothing bad about women being paid the same as men. <laughs> there's no, there's no downside to this, but like we, 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 we tie our worth to other things and when and when that when that vein of worth dries up we're we're left feeling worthless when in truth we have so much to give you know it's it's more and you know i i, I mean i i I went to the place of of laundry and 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 things because those are the I mean those are the concrete those are the concrete examples that I'm sure every you know every woman who's ever been married to a man would say, Oh, you know hallelujah, thank you, amen kind of thing. but at the same time, like we have we have more to give to our children in terms of emotional availability in terms of comfort in terms of nurturing. we have more to give and more more ability to receive from our wives from our children instead of just shriveling up and and diving you know under the under the bulletproof armor anytime that you know it it goes to caregiving or nurturing or providing emotional connection we have more
0: yeah and i love when you when you talk about this ability to receive because I think this thoughts like twofold. The sad, one of the saddest things that the patriarchy (laughs) I'm doing finger air quotes Mm -hmm. does to men is it, it isolates you and it puts this huge burden on you. When, Mm. when you say expect more, we've, we've kind of delved into that a little more and what you meant by that. But I, I thought of my own husband who does a lot, right? Men, can be super hardworking and they do protect and provide and do all these things. And I've just imagined if I told my husband, like, you got to expect more expect from yourself. More. He he does so much. And I, I think, I think, know what you mean. I think the, the, I love this idea of, of receive more, allow other people to do more too. You know, it's this weird balance. Yes. You need to do, do more. But also, you need to to be able to receive more. Allow yourself to be vulnerable i you know I'm doing these this women's retreat in January by the time this podcast airs, it will probably be done. But I've thought a lot, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could do a men's retreat because if anybody needs something like that, honestly, I think that would be super helpful for men to get that community to allow themselves to express to be vulnerable but I I'm not at a point where I would do that because I don't think we could sell tickets.
1: (laughs) You you're, you're very, you're very right. And, and as far as men are concerned, you know, that I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. And if, if, if you were to tell men just as, as a general rule, expect more again, it's been so drilled into us preside, provide, protect that they would say, how, How do I give, I'm already working, you know, 16 hour days. How you tell me, and there's, there's anger. There's anger. I mean, I've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with men before where that's the reaction is it goes right to anger because they are, I mean, they are working 16 hour days. They are working. And it goes back to what you you said, like, okay. (sighs) Okay. And I don't know. I don't know how to say this because it's it's a hard. There there are no easy answers. There are no easy answers. It is what it boils down to. But we have focused to, almost to the exclusion of all else on this provide where we're, we're we we aren't available. We aren't available to receive whether whether that's love, whether that's affection, emotional connection. We we aren't there because we're so busy providing, mm-hmm. whether that's at work, whether that's, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of X, Y, Z, you know, and my wife and I, we're, and I'm, I'm, I'm you'll have to, you'll have to use your discretion as okay. far as what to include in not. <laughs> we are not wealthy people. I have a, a a job that I enjoy I work with a great team of people. It allows me a lot of flexibility. I work in I I make enough that we're able to pay our bills. We don't take fancy vacations. We don't have any of the we don't have any of the toys that, you know, that that the the trappings of wealth. We don't have any of the ATVs or the UTVs or the any any other kind of TVs. Oh, well, anyway, anyway, for or just TVs, the TV. TV or just the TVs. <laughs> like we don't we don't have any of these but we are what we do have. Is I again? I have a job where I'm I'm able to be around, mm-hmm. and I I am with my family so much. And I realize again that not every field, not every occupation, has that luxury, has that ability. But I'm just saying. Sometimes we focus to the exclusion on the provide, and and we hold ourselves to these unrealistic outside expectations when, you know, and, and my, and I'm not immune to that. There are so, so many times. And so often that I, I fall prey to those ways of thinking. I look at other people and I just think, Oh man, like, like we haven't bought a house. Oh, we haven't taken a vacation to Disneyland. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. And you know, in those moments I am fortunate enough to my wife just looks at me. Claire just looks at me. She looks me in the face and she says, but Justin, we're happy. Hmm. And I, you know, and, and it just, it, receiving that receiving that I just it gives me space it gives me an opportunity to just go that's true and we are you know and I and I just I I and I don't know I mean I I don't have very many you know really really close friends all I know you know all I all I see is you know Social media stuff. I mean, I have I, obviously I'm not a you know total recluse. I have a few friends that I that I know well. I, I would I would think I know well, but I see so many that that's all they focus on is here I am at work, here I am at work, or here I am enjoying the trappings of like the products of my work. Here's me like, which is not bad. Like I don't know, I don't know what necessarily I'm even trying to say, but just this idea of receiving more that resonates
0: yeah elliot elliot just showed me a bob marley quote the other day where someone asked are you rich and he said what do you think rich is and and they're like do you have millions of dollars and he said no but nope i take it back this is a different bob marley story we were watching this Bob Marley video where he was kind of saying that richness is about your life. And then Elliot was looking up when Bob Marley died and came, stumbled upon Bob Marley's last words. So cool to have cool last words. I wish that for myself.
1: <laughs> Mine are going to be but something Bob... name, like water <laughs> or something.
0: Mine too, probably. But Bob Marley had a really cool last words. His last words were money can't buy life. And, and I think, yeah. That's something that men, well, all of us really need to remember that. But I think the pressure with this, these three, you know, preside, provide, protect, money plays a huge role in that. And I think what can go into this idea of expect more, expect more from, from life, allow more, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to push so hard all the time, allow more. And that can include, You know, allowing more feminine aspects in yourself, allowing qualities in other people that maybe you were taught not to allow, be more open, be more open to receiving, be more open to change. Don't cling so hard to this idea of what it means to be a man. If you say you're a man, you're a man, and you can allow that to unfold in whatever way that unfolds for you.
1: I completely agree.
0: Thank you so much to all of you who have reached out to tell me how much this podcast means to you. Knowing that there are actually people out there who listen to and enjoy this podcast quite literally keeps me going on the days that this gets hard. If you'd like to leave a review, you can do that via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or go to JustBeYourBadSelf.com reviews and click the button that says rate show. Thanks for listening today. Remember, you are enough right now in this moment. That's it from me. Now, Just Be Your Bad Self.